0: You're listening to XVGM Radio. Welcome to XVGM Radio, where the bits keep coming. I'm Justin. And I'm Mike. And this is episode 101. We are talking about Elevator Action Returns.
1: Yes, a single game spotlight on the Sega Saturn version of the arcade game Elevator Action 2. Yes. Yeah. So how did this one come about? You just... Were this was this is all you?
0: Yeah, yeah. I've been pushing for that, for this for a while. <laughs> so one of two things happened. Either one of my friends, likely you or Brian, turned me on to the soundtrack for this, or it came up when I was on, uh, you know, the, the our, one of our primary music sources, just kind of going like hitting random, and I came across one of the tracks and was like, oh, this is nice, hmm. like nice fat bass, really smooth. And then I listened to the rest of the soundtrack and went oh, I gotta, like, we we gotta do this. And I brought it up to you, and you were like, oh, yeah, no, I know the soundtrack. And uh, we kind of just had it sitting and waiting, and now is the time.
1: (laughs) Yeah. We definitely did a Zantada episode way back when, which was, like, what, episode 57, I think?
0: Was it that long ago? Yeah.
1: Oh, man. Yeah, it was a a while ago. It was episode 57. We did a Zantada slash Taito episode. And so this was definitely on our radar, but all the music was so good. And we were like, you know what? Let's just I remember talking to you about this and I was like, we got to save this (laughs) soundtrack because it's just so very good. And so we did. And you kindly reminded me about this one and was like, yo, we should do a full episode on this. I was like, yo, we should. (laughs) And so there we go. (laughs) And here we are. And here we are. And the track that we came in on was D.E.F., (laughs) Deaf. Deaf. It was not a deaf jam. I mean, it was deaf. Like, it was dope, it was fresh, it was funky. I really like the rolling kind of uh, bass drum on this, the Mm. brrrr, and that funky bass. I mean, this whole soundtrack is very jazz-oriented like funky jazz it's really cool stuff there's a a pleasant mix of influence from the uh from the jazz genre the compositions on this one were done by Yasuhisa Watanabe of Zuntada Mm -hmm. so we've got a bunch of tracks we didn't pick every single track but we tried to fit as much as we could in for this episode and uh, we're going to be talking a little bit about the game our experience with the game and I don't know what what else Cheese, maybe we'll talk about some cheese. So the, it's possible that'll be in
0: there. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, so uh, like you said, we're not going to be playing every track from the game. The soundtrack that uh, that we have has 27 songs on it. Mm-hmm. So uh, obviously we are only playing 11 this uh, this uh, in, in this episode. Yes. So there is more than double that uh, if you go to seek this uh, soundtrack out. Indeed.
1: The soundtrack for Elevator Action 2, this is like the the Saturn rendition of Mm -hmm. the soundtrack, so I really couldn't tell too much of a difference. This sounds a little cleaner, almost like Redbook Audio. Uh, It's a lot closer to Redbook Audio than than the arcade version, which is a little bit more Mm chip-based, or at least that's the way it sounded to me, so.
0: Yeah, I I think that was one of the other defining Factors of it is I wanted to do specifically all little action returns on the Saturn mm-hmm. uh, be- just because the soundtrack for it just sounded a little bit better. Right. So uh, this
1: came out on arcade. It also came out on Saturn and the iArcade as well. Uh, Which is like a newer, like arcade type system. Uh, It was ported to North America because it never came out in Saturn on the Saturn in North America or Europe, I believe. I think this was exclusive to Japan, came out in 1994, but it did get a port on the Taito Legends 2 PlayStation 2 uh, Mm. compilation game okay so that's how i found out about the game and uh it's a it's a lot of fun i played through it recently for this episode
0: nice nice yeah i also see that there was a re-release in 2022 through city connection oh that's right
1: yes yeah, so I also also quick mention uh, the Title Legends 2 compilation also came out on Windows and Xbox in 2006. Nice, but yeah, this came out last year, 2022. It was one of the built-in games on the Taito Egret 2 mini arcade cabinet that came out. So it was like a little tiny baby oh, arcade okay. cabinet, little tiny baby cabinet, little little baby, little tiny baby cabinet. So this game came out on that, and also as you mentioned, uh, Windows via Steam. Nintendo Switch, PlayStation 4, and Xbox One. So you have multiple different ways to play this game. That particular version was an enhanced port that had features like uh, you could rewind the game. Uh, Yeah, so if you get stuck or lost or whatever. Uh, Slow mode, quick save load, and unlimited credits, which, I mean, you know, the Saturn version had that too. Stage select, which is new. Uh, Increased healing more lives just like a bunch of additional features that they added to make the game easier which is weird because the game is already very easy for the most part (laughs) but we'll talk about it throughout this episode yeah
0: Yeah. Cool. cool yeah so let's get into it my first pick of the elevator action returns tracks is going to be colors of the night Wake up. Welcome back. That was (laughs) Colors of the Night. And appropriately, I feel like this is a a very good nighttime song. Mm. Uh, Very, very dreamlike opening. Uh, I I feel the first like 40 to 50 seconds mm. uh I, I just got kind of like a like, almost like dream sequence feelings uh, and then the like trumpet solo came in and was was really kind of smooth I, i'm probably gonna use that word a lot smooth throughout <laughs> this entire episode yes so i apologize now for <laughs> overuse how but, dare you but yeah that and just like the the piano that came in i i feel like this would be a nice song to take a nap or go to sleep to.
1: Yeah, this whole soundtrack is very chill. Yeah. There's not a lot of super crazy, bombastic, (laughs) booming craziness going on here. It's all very smooth, very chill. Almost elevator music, would you say? Almost KVGM (laughs) hammock music. That too, yes. (laughs) I really dig the ending on this one. I mean, the trumpet was great, too. Mm -hmm. I definitely uh, stood out on, on this one. But I like the ending, how it just kind of... Goes in with that haunting key, you know, dun, dun, dun. It it really mm-hmm. kind of lets the song trail out and really makes you zone out too. Mm. It's very cool.
0: So, have you played this game? No. Okay. <laughs> I, I've only heard it's amazing soundtrack.
1: Yeah, yeah. So it's a fun little game. Have you ever played Elevator Action? Oh yes. Okay, yes. okay. <laughs> so yeah, this is obviously the sequel, uh, Elevator Action. In and of itself, it came out in nineteen eighty-three, so actually more than ten years prior to Elevator Action Returns. Oh, yeah, yeah. So it was an arcade exclusive, and the whole point of the game was to use an elevator to go down, and as you're going down, there'll be bad guys that come out of the rooms, there's, like, doors all along the levels, and you're just supposed to get to the end. Uh, You can fire at them with handgun, you know, to kill them. It kind of has a little bit of influence on games like Rolling Thunder, which mm. I believe came out after it, if I recall. So it's it's pretty cool. Rolling Thunder, the game that I just mentioned that uh, came out, yeah, it came out afterwards. It came out in 1986. Hmm. So this was very clearly an influence, at least I think it's an influence on that game on Rolling Thunder, because you're also going into doors, yeah, yeah. popping out, you get different items and, you know, different... Power ups. Yeah, and there, stuff.
0: there are definitely elements there, mm-hmm,
1: mm-hmm. but Elevator Action was a very simplistic-looking game, oh, yeah. obviously because it came out, you know, in the early '80s. Whereas Elevator Action Returns is a much more detailed oh, yeah. game.
0: The the original looks uh, it it has the look of games like Donkey Kong. Like yes, there, yeah. there's only only a handful of colors, <laughs> and uh, they I mean they they do really well with the colors they can do. So I don't remember seeing this in arcades. I remember playing this on. Maybe NES, maybe computer. Elevator
1: action, the first the original, one? Yeah, the okay. original. But it got ported to a bunch of different yo, stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: but I'm, I'm seeing that uh, the, the cabinet, the arcade cabinet, mm-hmm. is one of the like, sit-down types where the, the, the screen is like on a t- table. Is that what it's called? Tabletop? 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 Tabletop, <laughs> Ta- t- tabletop gaming? Like yeah. And... <laughs> I think that's what is they it call tab- it tabletop cabinet? Tabletop, yeah. Tabletop. tabletop. That's fun to say. Tabletop. Tabletop, Tabletop, yeah. tabletop. <laughs> tabletop. But yeah, no, I, I, it's cool because like, cocktail cocktail table that's what they call it is it
1: really? yeah because you could put uh yeah that's the way they're designed it's like a, a cocktail yeah i'm pretty sure that's what the name of those are they're sit down uh arcades oh yeah yeah cocktail yeah. table
0: yeah yeah
1: wow. cocktail tabletop
0: that's cocktail so tabletop
1: funny. cocktail yeah. oh wow that's hard to say three yeah, times cocktail so. tabletop cocktail tabletop cocktail tabletop, 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 co- tabletop. tabletop all
0: right <laughs> I, don't, I don't know where to go from there. Yeah, no. But, um, but yeah, no. I just I point that out only because I, I don't see a lot of those. Like I, I I know there are a number of games that are like that, and I can only remember like one or two from when I was a kid. I want to say mm-hmm. like Zaxxon, maybe. Yeah. But um, yeah, they're just they're different, and uh, and I think that's neat.
1: It's always weird to me to see the cocktail tabletop. Games yeah. b- for like newer games like oh. Street Fighter 2 and stuff like that. Yeah. I've seen uh, really? Arcade One Up has been doing those, and I'm like, ugh, like I can't picture huh. playing one of those games on a tabletop. Like, especially since, you know, you're on one side and the other person's on the other side. Mm-hmm. So, like, how does that even work? It mustn't <laughs> look really weird and stretched out. I don't know. It must not look good. Yeah. You know no, what I mean?
0: I don't, yeah, no, that doesn't make sense to me. Because,
1: like, you should be on the same playing field as them. Not like one person's in the sky and the other person's on the floor. You're basically giving somebody else the total advantage by doing that. Yeah, you see what I yeah, mean? no. Yeah, interesting. Yeah, I don't know how that works. <laughs> it's just a weird design. And it's definitely, like, I guess it kind of works for something like Pac-Man, you know, but it doesn't really work for, you know, newer arcade games, so. Yeah. Yeah, strange.
0: <laughs> so so we, we were saying it was just like the original kind of had a very simplistic look. The, the, the new one, it reminds me, and I mean, for probably obvious reasons, it reminds me of kind of like how Ninja Warriors looked. Like, Yeah, a little bit, like a redesign in a way. It's, yeah. ve- it's very detailed yeah, visually. Yeah, and that's the thing. Like, you, you don't have just like, you know, all the doors are one color and mm. the background is, is blue and your characters are like... Your your character is fleshed out. Like it looks, what um, what would you say that this 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 looks better than sixteen bit to me? This this looks like yeah. it's early thirty two bit.
1: Yeah, it's definitely more detailed than sixteen bit. They really uh, there's a and there's a ton of stuff that goes on. There's helicopters flying in and out, uh, shooting at you. There's explosions. You know, there's missiles launching into the air. It's it's a very visually stimulating game despite the fact that the sprites for all the characters are actually fairly small. Hmm. Uh, they're very detailed looking, but they're yeah. also very, very small. Yeah, I was
0: gonna say, looking at the, some of the screenshots, uh, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't guess that they were small just because of the, the detail that's in them.
1: Yeah, yeah. And there's really cool, like, little subtle details on the background. Like, you'll see spray painting everywhere, you know, on like the graffiti on the, graffiti yeah. and the walls. Uh, you'll see the door handles. You'll see, like, the brick of, like, crumbled buildings mm-hmm. and stuff like that. It's a very detailed very visually stimulating game so it's well worth a try just for that alone just mm. to see the spectacle of uh of what what's happening uh and it also has some really impressive cutscenes that mm. that kind of play in between when you beat a level there'll be a screenshot basically of your heroes leaving the scene in a helicopter for almost Every single scene when you beat a level. Ah, I gotcha, yeah. uh, But then the intro cutscene is really, really cool, where you got you know a showcasing of the characters, you know, and then there's a giant explosion, and the explosion it uh, comes from both sides, and it's really impressive looking. It's it's very cool.
0: Oh, well, that is neat.
1: Mm-hmm. Let's get into the next track that I'm going to be playing, which is actually three tracks. Oh, I kind of cheated, so we're going to be playing Way Out, Rush Action. And debriefing in that order and these tracks are very short they're like less than 40 seconds or 40 seconds long for each one and I figured you know what these are all really cool but we couldn't play them on their own it just wouldn't work so hmm. uh, I figured I'd jam them all together okay
2: yeah,
0: I'll allow it uh, okay. just <laughs> this once yeah yeah <laughs>
1: All right. Thanks for joining us back on our Elevator Action Returns Spotlight. That was three tracks, Way Out, Rush Action, and then finally Debriefing. Hmm. Which of those three were your
0: favorite? I think... Rush action. Ooh, um, I, okay. d- I liked all three. Okay, I actually think they complemented each other pretty pretty nicely. Yeah, I tried to line them up so that they would. <laughs> I, well well done. Yeah. Um, I thought Way Out had a really nice baseline. Mm-hmm. Um, but so w- one of my problems with the first two is uh, that they're so short, you don't really get enough time with them to mm-hmm. to really dig in. Um, yeah. so like I, I I caught the baseline and I, I was really digging that, and by the time I was ready to move on the The track was ending, mm-hmm. uh, and then with Rush Action, I just I thought it was it had a really nice synthy, like '80s type of feel. Yeah, like, it was. I, I really liked that it, it came straight out with uh with all that synth and whatnot. And then the last one, debriefing, was cool uh, and that really thick bass, like that slap bass, was awesome. Mm-hmm. Uh, I thought it was fun, but my problem is like that one felt like a short loop that 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 just kept looping. So by the time it was done, I was like, okay, I'm ready. To, I'm, I'm ready to leave.
1: Oh, interesting. Okay.
0: But they were all really neat.
1: Yeah, way out had one part in particular that I really liked with the, like a little little guitar that kind of came in like, mm. like you know, kind of gave a little lick. Yeah. <laughs> and I really liked that about the way out track. But I agree that way out is much too short, and I wanted more of that rush action. I I did like it. Again, it very tangerine dream esque, mm. very spacey mm-hmm. beginning. And I thought that was really cool. And then it kind of kicks into this really kind of nice jazz flow mm. with some nice bass in there. But I got to say, Debriefing is my favorite of the three. Really? Huh. Yeah, I love funk bass. Mm. You know, like if I get a slap bass in there, you know, I love that stuff. And it's just got night. Nice, it's re- It's repetitious. For sure, more repetitious than. I mean, any I love repetition. Three. I mean, sure. a-
0: "Around the World" by Daft Punk was one of my favorite songs for a really long time. Right, right, so. right.
1: <laughs> but yeah, it's it's a catchy little funk jam that I wouldn't mind looping over the other two instead of, instead of them. So, hmm. yeah, my vote's debriefing of those two or nice. of those three. So. Yeah, yeah, I get it.
0: Yeah. All right. So I guess we could talk a little bit about the composer. Yeah, we can. Yasuhisa Watanabe, also known as Yak. <laughs> uh, in, a lot of, in a lot of their credits, their yes. credit is
1: Yak. Or Yak Watanabe, right? Yeah, right. yeah.
0: They started out as an assistant back in 1988 on Bond's Adventure, mm. uh, which is an arcade game. They did some sound editing under zentata for the Ninja Warriors, uh, same year, 1988. But they they have a pretty storied... I almost said checkered and it's not checkered. (laughs) Uh, They have a pretty storied resume. As far as compositions go, we have 1991's Growl. They did music and sound effect. Uh, They also did music composition and arrangement uh, as Yak Watanabe in 1989's Master of Weapon. PlayStation 1995, they did Night Striker, music composition on that. The same year as Elevator Action on the PlayStation, they did Fighters Impact and let's come up to more recently they have been active uh as recently as 2021 they did music advantage stage seven for kira kira star knight exa Mm in 2021 in the arcades right yeah so Ooh, i'm just trying to see if there's anything like that pops out here for me um Super Dragon Ball Z in 2006 on the PlayStation 2 music composition on that. Mm -hmm. Very cool. They they got a lot of good stuff on here. Yeah. Stuff like Puli
1: Rula. Mm
2: -hmm,
1: uh, mm -hmm. Stuff like Fighter's Impact, Psychic Force, and Psychic Force 2012. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. All really great soundtracks bordered down on the Dreamcast. Just like very well-known, very well-appreciated soundtracks. Mm -hmm for Zantada and of course Ninja Warriors. <laughs> Fun fact, they did the screenplay for the Ninja Warriors video cinematics on the Sega CD, which uh, that they, didn't, they wrote the, the Mega the, CD rather. Yeah, yeah. Yeah.
0: So they they wrote the, the... That's what
1: I see, yeah. Yeah, screenplay. Another one that uh, gets mentioned quite a bit with them is uh Night Striker as well as Metal Black. Hmm. Those are those are two ones that uh, that he gets uh gets around as far as uh, notoriety goes. Mm. He gets around. Gets around. Gets around in that Zuntata club. So,
0: (laughs) It's a good club to be in.
1: It is. It is. Yeah, as we discussed on episode 57. Yeah, yeah. Oh, man. All right, let's get into your next pick.
0: Yeah, so the next one that I have here is called The Cleaner. Welcome back to XVGM Radio. That was The Cleaner from our focus game tonight, Elevator Action Returns on the Sega Saturn. Took me to The Cleaners with this track. I did. Mike's <laughs> broke now. That's right. Living on the streets. We need more Patreon Be- support. Begging for cheese. Begging for cheese. Begging for cheese. <laughs> oh, i I like this one for a number of reasons for one i I like that it grabs you right in the beginning with those like the orchestral stabs that you Mm. hear throughout the song but Mm -hmm. i I like how it just kind of gets you right in the beginning there Mm. uh as as usual really really nice bass Uh, a little bit of slap in there but overall it just felt like a very very smooth and thick bass yeah And, and then uh I, I don't usually pay attention a lot or like focusing on the percussion, but I gotta say, like, the, those snare hits were very distinct. You know? ah, you like, they were just stole like, stole
1: what I was gonna say. Oh, I'm sorry. Yep, the <laughs> snare, punchy, punchy snare. Mm. Loved it. The percussion really highlighted very well in this track. Mm-hmm. Uh, I also love the little cymbal, the little cymbal taps. Yeah, yeah. The little, was it yeah, like yeah. Or very that? subtle. No, it was, I think it was a hi hat. It sounded like a hi hat. Mm. Very, very subtle. Didn't get too noisy, really kind of knew its place uh, just to kind of be background noise. But, man, that snare, really punchy, loved it. Mm-hmm. Great stuff. Very, very nice. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. As we will be saying more and more throughout this episode. Oh, I mean, the, the whole soundtrack's incredible. It's yeah. nonstop awesome. So, yeah, you're in the right place if you want to, you know, chill out and vibe out to some uh, some really smooth yeah. VGM this If you're listening
0: around. Around. in the car, don't fall asleep.
1: Yes, don't. No, not our fault. Yeah take two 5-hour energies, slam them down, you know, down your gullet, and then slam both of your feet on the accelerator on, on the yeah, on the accelerator and the brake.
0: Oh, oh. Yeah, I at see. the same
1: time and then get on the highway and you'll be screaming just like nonstop <laughs> While you listen to this, you know, super chill soundtrack so you don't fall asleep. Yeah. That's there what you should go. do.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> take an entire bottle of Nodos.
1: Yeah, that's it. So oh. To kind of continue on the gameplay, you're riding the elevators down to the bottom. Typically, going from the top of the level to the bottom of the level, and then typically going from right to left, actually. In most oh. in most cases, you're going from right to left typically, and then like going uh, from down to the to the top. Hmm. So you're basically going in like a reverse U to oh. to try to yeah to try to get to the end of each stage honestly this is a very short game you could probably beat this in like an hour Hmm. Um, the hardest level is definitely at the end where you are put on a time constraint you have to get to the top of the level almost like a a metroid kind of thing where there's a counter like a Uh, timer going down and it's tough i actually played through it this time recently and i didn't beat the game because i died on that last stage and you just get a game over so oh, that's no. it. Yeah, and you just go back to the beginning of the game. And oh. I was like, I don't. I, this is the last level. I know I've beaten this one before. I know it's basically just like a you did it kind of thing. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. <laughs> uh, the game is controlled on the arcade with an eight-way joystick. Mm. And then you just have two buttons. Shoot and jump. That's it.
0: Don't you have to uh, yeah. search rooms and stuff? Or is it people come out of the rooms? Uh, people come
1: out of the rooms. Uh, and you can search red doors and blue doors. Mm. Blue doors give you like items and points and stuff like that. Uh, Red doors give you... Basically, you have to go into the red doors in order to proceed through the game. And there's a little timer thing that I've never encountered a situation where if you don't go to the red door fast enough that you get a game over or anything like that. But from what I understand, that is the case. I could be totally wrong on that. But I've just never experienced it, Mm. so I don't know. But you go, you open the door... And you go inside, and very similar to Rolling Thunder, you'll come out uh, of the door, and if it's a blue door, it, you get, like, an item. Like, it'll be, like, a Rolodex sort of thing, and you've got to, you know, like a spin the wheel thing, Yay. and you got to hit the button to stop it. Huh. And then you get points or weapons or whatnot. On the red door, that's, like, the quote-unquote information door, which is part of the plot. So you're not actually doing anything other than going into the door and then coming out of the door. But, yeah, hmm. that's about it. Okay. Um, There's different things that you can destroy in the game. There's boxes, there's sandbags, there's crates, there's, like, oil cans. There's lots of oil bins, like cans, you know, like drums, (laughs) oil drums. Yeah, just hanging out in this random elevator. But you can shoot them, and they'll start rolling. Hmm. And then you can shoot them again, and they'll blow up. And if they blow up a guy, it's actually pretty violent. Like, the guy will light on fire then you'll like you'll see this really detailed sprite on fire and <laughs> just like disappears so there's oh, yeah it's it's pretty violent you know surprisingly for uh, for a game that has very small tiny sprites
0: yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. Huh. all right well let's uh, l- let's hear what you got coming up next
1: yeah let's go with a full track no three track cheating this time <laughs> uh, we're gonna hear side by side side a
2: hmm.
1: on this episode. 101. Hey, thanks for joining us back on episode 101. Elevator Action Returns, that track we just heard, was side-by-side, side, side A. Uh, <laughs> even though this one has a lot going on, it's a very short, rep- like repetitious loop. Yeah. And... You know, it starts out really strong, very full of steam, and then it just kind of peters out. Two minutes uh, and and like a minute and a half, it is just a yeah, <Renaver sapp> yeah, ami- evet. yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So uh, the the guitar just playing one note like exotic- disabled- dumpling- trenches- <laughs> and then I love the <laughs> <Kardashiansnun> almost yeah. like Prince. Keys mm. and uh, the the bass is great here. Uh, everything's really popping. It's just it's very short, very repetitious. Yeah, so.
0: and and the, the the beginning really is. I don't want to call it the best part because I do enjoy the rest. I of I agree like, though. It's the, the beginning yeah, is. Yeah, the the, those like you called them Capcom guitars. Yes, yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> as far as this game goes, as I said, it's relatively short. You can beat it probably within about an hour. Oh wow! So yeah, it's very short. It's it's an arcade game first yeah. and foremost. So. It's not meant to be the type of game that you play over and over and over again. I mean, it's fun to play, mm-hmm. absolutely. But it's also, it's a little stiff. It, it, me personally, like the characters move, even though they are they look good, uh, it, it's a very stiff moving game uh, huh. as far as the way the characters move. You can double tap to run, but again, oh. the running is kind of janky. It's, uh. you know, the animation is not fluid. You know, it's just, like, very kind of jittery, kind of stuttery. So it's not bad. It's just, you know, that's how it goes. You could jump from, uh, if you go down an elevator, and uh, let's say, for example, the elevators, first of all, will go up and down without you controlling them. So you have to wait for the elevator to drop down. Yeah, yeah. But if you are, if the elevator's going down below you or above you and you can jump across the platform you'll do like a little flip jump <laughs> to the other side which is pretty cool and also what i found was pretty wild was the elevator can crush you so <laughs> if you're what on the it ha- floor. yeah like if you're on the bottom or if you're in a platform and you walk under it and the elevator starts to crush you, you'll, like, try to grab the elevator and, like, then you just get crushed. But it's not, like, Mortal Kombat violent. It's just you kind of turn into nothing. Uh Like, it just goes poof. You know, like, one of those, like, boop kind of, you know, things. And then you'll respawn. (laughs) And sometimes you respawn where you died, and other times you'll respawn right next to it or maybe even a floor up or down, Uh, which that was predominantly the reason why I ended up getting a game over is I was running out of time and every time I kept respawning because I kept dying, you know, you have a life bar, yeah. uh, and if you if your life bar gets drained for whatever reason, you die. And when you respawn, you know, you it's unlimited quarters. You just keep popping in quarters if you're mm-hmm. playing it on like the PS2 or the Saturn or whatever. But when you die, when you respawn, you can respawn above or below, and sometimes it takes a while to get back to where you were, where you died, and if mm. you make the same mistake again, then, oh, great, now I gotta do it again. Yeah, yeah. So, it can be a little troublesome when it comes to uh, to popping back up there. So, hmm. yeah.
0: So, once you get on the elevator, mm-hmm. what, uh, what, 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 why would you get off the elevator?
1: So, the elevator's oh. uh, to go basically to a different floor so you can access one of the red right doors. Red or blue doors, right, right, right. That's the whole point is to access, like, you'll have a mission, quote-unquote, and they tell you what the mission is or whatever, but it's just, like, nonsense. It's, like, go to the red door, basically, is your goal. And then once you go to all the red doors, then you just have to get to the end. And it doesn't really do a good job of telling you where you have to go. So, like, you'll get the red doors in the area that you're in and then you'll be you'll get to the bottom of the floor and then you'll be like wait where do i go where do i go okay i'm assuming i go left because again Mm -hmm. everything is right to left in this game for the most part so you go left and then that's when the level will start to uh scroll and you'll start seeing more of the level and that's also when a lot of crazy stuff starts happening (laughs) like explosions and you know a bunch of bad guys will come out and then you see a helicopter it's It's a very visually stimulating game. I've said it before, and I'll say it again. It's a very fun-to-watch game. Even if you're not playing, it's still fun to watch. Hmm, That's good. Yeah. I can't remember if this is, like, more than one player. I think it is. I think it might be two-player, if Hmm. I recall. But I,
0: I really can't remember yeah let's take this next musical break to find out yeah let's do that (laughs) so uh next up i'm going to play the track called feedback romance side b
2: a
1: third time this week.
2: What's wrong, Brad?
1: Oh, Monica. It's that blasted elevator coffee shop. Every time I order a coffee brewed hot and ready for me, those dang terrorist and task force groups end up rushing into the elevator, knocking into me, and spilling my coffee all over my very important business suit. I'm a busy man, you know. I don't have time to deal with hero-slash-villain
3: hijinks. I think I have the solution to all your problems.
2: Oh,
1: look! It's Mr. Announcer!
3: Excuse me, that's Dr. Announcer MD to you, bucko. Anyways, stop dealing with elevator actions when it comes to your coffee, and start treating your morning latte like a gentleman... or lady. (laughs) hee!
2: Bradley!
3: With our latest coffee-based travel routine, Escalator Action Cafe! Before you get on the escalator, pre-order your coffee through the Escalator Action Cafe app and then provide us with the code via text message when you're within five minutes from your destination thanks to the GPS locator recognizing you're in the vicinity. We'll begin getting your drink ready so the moment you step on our escalator, you'll be ready for a hot or cold caffeinated beverage of your choice. Got kids who want a sugar rush instead? No problem. We have five different flavors of hot chocolate as well as ice cold milk, plus... Did someone say donuts? Yay! Oh, Brad, stop it. You're embarrassing me. You know adults don't eat donuts. Raw! Join the Escalator Action Cafe Club today, and every 11th coffee is free. Enjoy your beverage as you gently coast down the escalator like an ocean breeze in the misty night. We promise our escalator is action free or your money back. Well, of course, nobody's gonna try to fight on an escalator. That would just be silly absolutely download the app today on all mandroid lorian or Dragonfruit phones to find your nearest escalator action cafe escalator action cafes banned in north dakota utah and branson missouri please get your doctor's permission before riding escalators <laughs>
0: all right that was the track feedback romance side b from our sega saturn game from 1994 called elevator action returns (laughs) (laughs) i really dug that keyboard yeah you know the kind of back and forth keys
1: it was very chill very relaxing and, you know, this track gave me some Paradise Killer vibes a little bit. Yeah? You know? Yeah, it kind of reminded me a little bit of Yeah, Paradise yeah, Killer. I can
0: kind of see that. Yeah. It has almost a vaporwave feel to it. Yeah. The thing that got me about this track to start off was that opening. It felt, just with the drums and, and everything else going on for the first good while, it felt like an acoustic track. mm which I, I thought was really neat considering that there's a lot of synth and whatever else going on throughout the rest of the soundtrack. Sure. And, and I mean, you do get some synths, you get some chimes coming in there, but it's still, like, it keeps that bongo or whatever yeah. whatever drum that they're using there, it it just gives it an acoustic feel. Kind of sounded bongo yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, like, partway through the track, maybe halfway... You get these sounds of crowd, and in my mind, I, I kind of imagine we're at like a cafe or something. Okay, which, uh, you know, it doesn't really make sense for the game because you're, <laughs> yeah, I mean, those are stopping at like a cafe. Maybe there was a crowd building. and there was a cafe. Yeah.
1: You know what? Maybe there was a escalator where you could get coffee. Oh, that's fair. That's a possibility. I,
0: I could see that. That's yeah. a pretty good business model.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I could see that happening. Yeah. Definitely not an elevator, though. No, yeah. I mean,
0: You'd spill the coffee all over Well,
1: there'd be, like, guys going, running in and out. You know, all all those, like, terrorists and
0: stuff. It just wouldn't work. No. Absolutely not. No. But, so, I also felt like that crowd, not necessarily that it gave it, like, an acoustic feel, but it, it added more to just the sense of what I was getting from the mm-hmm. track. Like, I was already kind of like, you know, the bongos and, you know, acoustic kind of like outside, maybe mm-hmm. at like, again, a cafe, like yeah. an open mic night or like, mm-hmm. a, you know, a local band type of thing, so.
1: You know, you actually mentioned something that triggered something in my mind that I thought about. Mm. I realized that playing through this fairly recently, the tracks don't loop right away. Mm-hmm. This has to be Red Book Audio because you'll be playing through a level and you'll get to a part where there'll be a lull in the music where basically the track will end and then it'll take a minute for it to start back up and I don't know if that's just because of the way that I was playing it on the title Legends 2 compilation but I believe it's a straight up port from the Saturn version. Okay. And I know that Sega CD also had that problem where, like, you'd be playing a game, one game in particular that comes to mind is Amazing Spider-Man versus Kingpin, Okay, where you'll be playing the game and all the music will be playing. And the way that they did it in that game, they didn't pick certain levels that have certain music, literally just the soundtrack is like a roulette. Mm-hmm. So, like, you'll be playing the game and you'll hear a song and then it'll end And then it takes a while for a new song to start playing. Interesting. I'm not a fan of that in particular. I prefer a dedicated soundtrack, not like random songs just kind of popping up (laughs) out of nowhere. It's okay, I think, if it's a fighting game, you know, where you can, like, pick the tracks and stuff like that. That's fine. Mm. But, like, in an action game or anything like that, I feel like it should not be on, like, any kind of roulette. But anyways, hmm. this game doesn't do that. It plays the same song. It's just it takes a while for it to loop back to the beginning of the song. Where, oh. So you'll be playing in basically silence. And it kind of distracts you a little bit. It
0: takes you out of the experience a little. Hmm. So yeah. I almost feel like you should only get music when you're riding an elevator.
1: yeah that's a good point you know there's cool stuff in this game too from a visual standpoint where you'll shoot different cameras that'll be hanging or like you know there's spider bots that'll be you know dropping down from the ceiling so you can aim up like a diagonal Mm -hmm. way to shoot and you can duck and shoot and you can shoot forward or left so what you're saying
0: is you're better than Mega Man Yes, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, but, but That that that's cool, because I, I wouldn't have thought that, because I'm pretty sure the original elevator action, and again, I mean, this is the sequel, so it makes sure. sense that they would improve upon it, but I think you could really just, like, shoot straight, like straight what, and shoot what, whatever direction you were yep. facing. You, like shot. Mega Man. Yeah, exactly.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, um,
0: but, yes, yeah, so that, that that's cool, though, that you can... That, that there are other things to shoot. You're not just, like, shooting the terrorists. There are yeah. like cameras, so that they, they added more to, to what you need to do there. That's really Yeah,
1: cool. they also, like, you could shoot the lights out, too. Like, you could shoot at the wall, and certain spots in the wall will have, like, these, like... I, I don't want to say light switch, but these giant, like, things that look like, I don't know, like, electronics of mm-hmm. some sort. So you shoot it out, and then the lights go out. And when the lights go out, it's not just like a boom. Like, they they kind of they flicker fade. a little oh. bit. It's, it's a really cool look to the way that they do it. And then they come back on to like, as you, you know, move yeah. throughout the elevators and the floors.
0: Mm. So it's pretty cool. That is really neat. Yeah, yeah.
1: I also want to point out the name on this, Feedback Romance Side B. That is man that's like a vaporwave aesthetic right there that's true yeah, yeah.
0: That, that also could absolutely be the name of a track on the Paradise, Paradise Killer yeah <laughs> <laughs> that's for sure 100% fair
1: yeah yeah let's get into the next track which is going to be for my pick this is Red Suit Thanks for coming back on XVGM Radio. That was Red Suit, off of our Elevator Action Returns spotlight. All music on this one's by Yasuhisa Watanabe of Sontada.
0: Yes, mm-hmm. yes. This is the first one that that's really kind of grabbed me, and yeah, it, it's been energetic. Yeah, yeah. Like the, this, this is definitely an action song. Yeah, as opposed to a lot of the other stuff that we've heard could be just just about anything like a cut scene or just you know general background music this one feels like something is happening
1: yeah i can agree with that it's very kind of panicky In a lot of ways, it almost reminds me of something from Chrono Trigger with those organs.
0: Oh, okay. You know, Uh,
1: that's the vibe that I got, but I love that bass line. The Uh fact that it never gets rested. It's always just... (says) It's
0: really catchy, too.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: I I really enjoyed that line. (laughs) So it's funny. So you say Chrono Trigger. I, I say this could be a snow level in Mega Man X.
1: Okay, I could see that too. Winter Frost
0: Walrus. Yeah, yeah. Any of those guys. Yeah, there's
1: an almost like Capcom, like CPS2 quality Mm -hmm. to a lot of these tracks. Not quite, but they have that kind of smooth jazz, acid jazz kind of vibe to it. Funk. You know, it's just all over the place without straying too far into something that's super energetic. But yeah, this is probably the most energetic song that we've heard so (laughs) far on this soundtrack. The three characters that you can pick at the beginning of the game, that you see at the beginning of the game, there's three different ones. Kart Bradfield. I swear to you, that's his name. Cart, like Mario Kart. K-A-R-T. K-A-R-T, yep. Yeah. Uh, he's 23 years old. He's a very thin uh, man, very blonde. He's got the, like, heavy metal, hair metal rocker kind of bandana on, like leopard print bandana. And uh, he's wearing a brown vest with a button-down, white-collared shirt and jeans. And he's all armed up to the T. And he is definitely the fastest of the three characters, but he's definitely a little bit weaker. Yeah. yeah. The next character is Edie Burrett. And she is 21 years old instead of 23, so a little younger. She's actually the youngest member of the group. Oh, yeah. Brown-haired girl. She's wearing a red tank top. And she's got, I think, a necklace or something around her neck, but I can't tell. Wearing green pants. She's got a little um, half shirt almost. And she's got knee pads on. And she just looks like a little tomboyish. When you select her character, she doesn't have a red headband. But then, when you see her in cutscenes, she does. She has like a little red hairband thing. Hmm. The third character, his name is Jad the Taff. What? What? what is a Taff?
0: A Taff is yes. a Welshman. Oh. Apparently, he is Welsh.
1: Okay, okay. That makes sense, I guess. He's very tall and he's very strong. He's also very durable, so he's definitely the strongest of the group. Edie is more lacking in power but has really good gun skills. So she's the best when it comes to using guns. Mm. Jad the Taff has a lot of power, kind of middle-of-the-road guns, and he is super slow, as can be expected, because mm. he's like the tall, long... He's the tank guy. Yeah, the tank guy. What's really funny is the names of the guns. So Kart uses a Glog-18, Glock 18. Oh, interesting. Right? Not a Glock. A Glock 18. Huh. His sub is a hand grenade, so you can collect these different sub-weapons that you can use mm-hmm. just by pressing the sub-weapon button, and it, like, throws, like, a hand grenade or... It's, like, up and attack, e- right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, Edie's sub-weapon is Firebomb. It's kind of like a Molotov cocktail. Mm, okay. And her gun is the Berletta M92F. Yeah. Very clearly a, Beretta. like... Yeah, Beretta. They messed up on the... The letters there, and then my favorite, Jad's weapon. His sub weapon is a sensor bomb, which I don't really remember using it. But the gun is a Desert Eagle, and when I say desert, I mean like dessert.
0: Oh, it's a dessert. It's a dessert eagle. <laughs> put two s's in there. <laughs> dessert
1: eagle. Delicious. Uh, all I can picture is like a giant cake. But it's shaped like it's an, an eagle. eagle. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's, yeah. That's what I picture too. Yeah. 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 <laughs> like that, like
0: those, those great minds. Think is, of like... is it cake memes?
1: Right. Yeah. 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 It looks
0: so real, but it's cake.
1: Yeah. Like you cut into it and it's like, it's like one of those things where you're like, oh, that's a bald eagle. Oh, wow. How pretty. And then like the, like the one with the dog where they cut the dog's face Aww. off and then they cut to the picture of like an actual dog looking at that. And it's like, <laughs> what the heck? <laughs> that's such a good meme. Yes. Anyways, uh, now I'm hungry, and we should probably move into our
0: next pick. Yeah, so I think (laughs) that's me. I love this title. (laughs) Yes, understandably. uh, And I will admit, I picked this because of the title. Of course you did. (laughs) But the song is good, too. So the title of this track is, I Can Only Think in Job. (laughs) All (laughs) right. All right. (laughs) Welcome back once again. That was I Can Only Think in Job. (laughs) (laughs) And it was not a silly track, but it has a silly, silly name. Agreed. (laughs) I really like this song.
1: This one is really good. It's just... One of those types of songs where, even though it's a loop,
0: mm-hmm.
1: I could listen to this for hours. Agreed. It's so chill yeah. and
0: smooth. I really did like the way this one looped, and mm. I, I agree. I could list. I could have just gone on for a while, and then would have put in like, "Oh no, we've been here for an hour." Oh
1: no, <laughs> we're seventy five. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Whoops.
0: But yeah, aside from the things that we've been, you know, talking about with the really nice bass and everything else, the things that kind of stand out to me on this one are. I can't decide if it's supposed to be a laser or if it's somebody just like running their hand down a silk curtain. Mm. Uh, and it's not really random; like it comes in like every couple of measures. Mm. But then, even slightly more random than that is the off- offset. Like, again, I can't tell if this is like a clap or if it's like oh, like, a, like a wood block. Yeah, like, like okay, not not a wood block, but like one of those things that like it's clapping, but it's wood, mm. so you don't get. This sound you get more of like a clunking. I
1: was clacking. mostly still focused on the bass and the drums here. Mm. Uh, I like the switch over to the ride cymbal. That was fun, <laughs> and just again gives it a nice smooth jazz vibe. It's yeah. Just great, really relaxing. <laughs> so yeah, I could listen to this for hours.
0: Good pick. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> you
1: know, when I listen to this, I can only think in job. Uh, same. I <laughs> job is is only think I can. Oh no, I'm broken. I think I can <laughs> job. Fun little bit of information which we discovered while we were listening to this Mm. uh this smooth track so there are plenty of other elevator action games out there so it is is a fun little series of games what i think is pretty wild is uh there's one game in particular that came out on the game boy color and it's an elevator action game. It's called Elevator Action EX, mm. developed by Ultron and Taito. And it came out only in Japan and Europe in 2000. Okay. Mm. And it's very similar to this game in the sense that you can play as three different characters, uh, two guys or a girl. Right, right. No pizza place involved. But what's wild is they converted this over to a licensed game in North America called Dexter's Laboratory Robot Rampage, based on the Dexter's Lab right. show, the Cartoon Network show.
0: That's wild. So they yeah. reskinned the game.
1: Yeah, they totally reskinned it. So I don't know if the music's different. I'm assuming that the music's all the same. I haven't heard the soundtrack. Maybe it's good. Maybe it's not. Who knows? I'm assuming it is, but that's for
0: another time, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe we'll do a focus on that now. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. Do a focus on Dexter's
0: Lab, Robot Rampage. Nice. Yeah, yeah. I so. know yeah, that's interesting. And I mean, obviously that's not the first time that's ever happened. Sure. Uh, Super Mario Bros. 2 in America was reskinned Doki Doki Panic and mm-hmm. is now just known as Super Mario Bros. USA. Yeah. But it's interesting to see when it happens because I, I don't feel like it is a common thing. No. Uh, like I, I know there's a number of other examples of that but it's, it's always just something where people they're, they're just like this won't go over well in America but if we add this licensed mm-hmm. property to, to it then you know that we think that'll sell like hotcakes.
1: I mean that's the whole crazy castle games
0: yeah you know
1: the bugs Bunny crazy yes. castle games are various different games they' Mickey Mouse games they're uh, mm-hmm. uh, woody woodpecker games you know they're they're all over the place when they get converted mm-hmm. to here so it's kind of wild that companies do that what i thought was very interesting about this is it came out in japan on the 29th of september in 2000 hmm. and then the dexter's lab game came out in november november 14th oh, so wow. they had two months to reskin the whole game unless i'm assuming they were working on it at the same time like right, right. but that's Wild if they, because it's again developed by Altron and Taito. So I'm assuming that the North American branch of Taito, which was still Taito back then, it wasn't owned and operated by Square. Mm-hmm. You know, nowadays Square Enix owns Taito. So I don't know. That's a really good question. Like how they ended up doing that, it's kind of strange. Hmm. Yeah. Funky. Mm hmm. But that's all that I have to say about that. I mean, the cool track, again, we're just thinking of stuff to talk about other than just, you know, (laughs) going over the basics. So I I thought that was a neat little tidbit.
0: Yeah. No, Mm -hmm. that's really cool.
1: Yeah. And, you know, since I can only think in job, that's what I do.
0: All right. Well, do your job and bring Uh, up your next song. (laughs) All right. All right.
1: So we're going to play Breakbeat next on our Elevator Action Returns Spotlight. That little number was breakbeat off the Elevator Action Returns soundtrack that we are talking about today.
0: Mm. You know, I was expecting something a bit more energetic and a bit more breakbeaty. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
1: I I do like the focus here again on the drums, though. Mm. Uh, very simple, smooth, exciting, but not like too out there. You know, it's awesome. <laughs> nope.
0: Yeah, the drums were really cool in this, as they have been a bit more noticeable to me. Like I said before, I don't really tend to focus much on the percussion just because I get lost in everything else. Mm-hmm. But I will say it was difficult to focus on anything other than that bass. Yeah. Uh, it, it was Ooh, very, boop. very in-your-face, which uh, which I liked, because mm-hmm. uh, the bass line and, and the groove that it was in was just very smooth. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the rhythm section really takes
1: over on this soundtrack. Like, mm-hmm. there's a big focus on just keeping that bass grooving and walking and keeping those drums flowing smooth. So it's nice to see a soundtrack focus on drums and bass without it sounding too chaotic,
0: Mm. you know? Yeah, because if it's too much drums and bass, you can get drum and bass, which isn't bad. (laughs) I like drum and bass, but like that tends to get real crazy. Yes,
1: yes. And that just wouldn't fit in this type of game. No, no. Uh, Because your characters don't move super fast Mm -hmm. and because you know, you're just basically riding elevators and walking around. It is as exciting as you would expect, but also you get a bit of a spy vibe oh, to yeah, a lot yeah. of these moments in the game, and the music perfectly fits with that. You know, you're these mercenaries going around in this in these buildings and uh, then getting outside of the buildings, which is really cool, because then you get to kind of explore a little bit more of the levels as they kind of... Uh, start scrolling, and it's pretty seamless for the most part. You know, it's not like loading like a Mega Man screen where like it you know loads every time. It it seems pretty fluid. Hmm. So
0: that's good. That's good. Mm-hmm. It it's fluid and flows much like its music.
1: Yes, <laughs> yes. Very good point. This game is pretty well known amongst like Taito fans, and it's a shame that it never came out. Here officially outside of compilations right. in terms of like back in the day because I really feel like if this came out on the Saturn in the U.S. it would have done pretty well if it came out on the PlayStation or mm. you know the N sixty four which probably not the N sixty four more like you know maybe the GameCube I don't know I, I'm not <laughs> I can't really picture this surprisingly enough on Nintendo systems. I hmm. I just don't think it would fit well. I I think that it fits in the current market with the S Tribute re-release oh, that they yeah, did. Yeah. Um so it fits great on the Switch. And if you don't want to hunt down and you know a 15-year-old PS2 compilation, you've got the game at your fingertips right now. You can go and download it, which is awesome. So it's good that it got
0: re-released. Yeah, yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. how else would we play it? <laughs> yeah.
2: Yeah. <laughs>
1: True story. I also do see here that it says single player and multiplayer. So I just don't know how many characters you can pick from. I want to say three. I want to say that I believe that you can play this three player where all three people can be chosen. Oh, really? That's definitely a strong possibility. If not, it's two player. I mean, those are our only (laughs) options. Is two player or three player? No, it's four player. Five player. (laughs) Now you're playing with players. Now you're now you're powering the player? Just too busy thinking in jobs, sorry. That's um, true. Yeah.
0: Anyways, let's get into uh, your next pick. All right. Well, my last pick may sound like it is going to be a strong bad song from Homestar Runner, <laughs> but it is not. It is just called System Down. <laughs> I see what you did there. That was my last pick for this Elevator Action Returns focus episode. You got one more coming from Mike in just a bit, but that was System Down. Not to be confused with the system is down. <laughs> so
1: I, You know, this isn't bad, but this is probably my least favorite
0: track on the soundtrack. That's fair. It is a bit repetitive. Very repetitive. repetitive. And, and the thing that kind of takes away from it, listening to it again <laughs> tonight, is that it feels like it's going somewhere. Like this is another good action track Mm -hmm. and it feels like it's going somewhere and you're just waiting the entire time and it doesn't actually go somewhere. Yes, totally agree. It is the shaggy dog story of this soundtrack. (laughs) You mean like when a dog gets wet and then it like has to shake, but you're like expecting it to shake, but it doesn't shake? You don't know what a shaggy dog story is? No, what's a shaggy dog story? Oh, uh, I'll have to tell you a shaggy dog story after this. But it's kind of like an anti-comedy comedy comedy where the comedy comes from the fact that you're telling a person a story that, Mm. and they're expecting like a really great punchline. It's just a story that kind of doesn't really go anywhere. Oh, interesting. I've never heard that before. I'm I'm surprised because I feel like it is your brand of comedy.
1: Okay. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, non sequitur, you know. Yeah, well, I mean, can be non
0: sequitur-ish. Actually, I have two that I can probably tell when we're done recording. Okay. But the thing <laughs> is, what makes them funny is people tend to like fluff them up and make them as long as possible. Yes. So, like, I, I have told a Shaggy Dog story for I think a total of five or six minutes before I finally got to the punchline. People were like, "Really?" <laughs> and then, and that's just <laughs> it. Like, that's awesome the person telling the Shaggy Dog story gets the last
1: laugh. <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah, it's so, like a internal payoff. Yeah, yeah, So to speak. That's funny. <laughs> you know, I've never heard of that before. Wow, that's weird. Yeah. You'll have to share it in the uh Discord, the stories. Because <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure people are listening and they're like, Wait, what? Yeah. Or maybe yeah. they haven't heard of that
0: either. So. That's true too. I yeah. I don't know how, how well it would work in a text. Venue, Like, yeah, it takes a while to read the stuff, but there's something about telling, the, tell, mm. telling someone the story and then seeing the look on their face. It's like, it's like a pun or a dad joke. Like people tend to be like, I get why this is funny, but no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. inside you're like, but yes. So my
1: favorite type of humor is abstract or surreal humor. That, far that's like, fair, too. Yeah.
0: There, there, are, there are some shaggy dog stories that, that get a little bit abstract, but like the comedy doesn't come from that. The comedy comes from the person you're telling the story to waiting for this payoff and then getting there and then not really be <laughs> yeah, yeah. kind of a payoff. One of my favorite bits to
1: do with friends is to say something, like start something off and then we'll continue it and it'll just get so ridiculous and insane It's like, yeah, and then maybe he had a gun. Oh, and maybe then when he shot the gun, like pies came out, like that sort of stuff. Like that's pretty much like if you combine the Tim and Eric show with the Eric Andre show, that's like Mm. my two favorite abstract type surrealist shows. (laughs) That's fair. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm trying to pin down your humor.
0: I'm more of a classical kind of guy. Like yeah. Humor. like I like some slapstick. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I've actually been watching Police Squad recently. Oh, cool. I never realized that it was only six episodes. Hmm. Like, th- oh, wow. Then it they, then they became the Naked Gun movies. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Like So Leslie Nielsen, a lot of that stuff I found entirely hilarious as a kid, and I still do. Yeah, yeah. Um, he's great. Wordplay, wor- wordplay, especially clever wordplay. Sure is really good for me, mm-hmm. but I mean, I'm pretty basic when it comes to comedy. Like, yeah. I, like I like it because it's funny. And I mean, mm-hmm. every, everybody has a different definition of what's funny, but like sure. if it's funny to most people, it's probably funny
1: I like bad jokes. Like bad jokes or self-deprecating stuff, fourth wall breaking stuff, Oh yeah, those are, that's all my jam. Yeah, I yeah. love
0: puns, especially yeah. bad puns. Yes, puns are yes. Great. They are, they're the lowest form of comedy, but that's it's it's, fine. Oh,
1: it's so good though. Like when you get a good pun, and you can get somebody that doesn't see it coming. Those oh, are the best. Those are the best. Because then you could just be like, you know, Pun Dog, the meme for Pun Dog. Yeah, yeah. You could just do a Pun Dog face who's just like, you know. So. Oh man. Anyways, we got wildly sidetracked <laughs> off of this. Hey, wouldn't you know it? The soundtrack to Elevator Action Returns came out on Pony Canyon Records. And what's interesting is that the front cover has the World Trade Center. Mm. Yeah, the Twin Towers. And there's a description on there that is also kind of haunting, Hmm. if you think about it. This came out in what, like 94? 94. So it says, and I quote, You're in the line of fire. Flames are burning all around you. You are part of a special task force sent to put an end to international terrorist groups' plans for global destruction with an arsenal of nuclear bombs this band of evil men hold the world for ransom mm-hmm. that is on the front cover of the elevator action returns cd soundtrack the wow. back of the cover is the empire state building with the track listing hmm. so
0: yeah it's interesting cuz you know I never really thought of this game as taking place in like New York City, mm-hmm. but as soon as you say it now, now I, I don't know where else I can imagine it taking place. Like, yeah, no that's true. That's, that's, that's- interesting how that yeah. works in your brain. <laughs> I don't think
1: they ever actually mention where it takes place I'm fairly sure they don't. in yeah. the game. The plot is just you control one of these three characters that are part of a special task force that have to foil the terrorist group that's planted various different nuclear bombs in all different like locations. So you just jump in from location to location going through the elevators dismantling the bombs. That's pretty much it so you go into the red doors that dismantles the bombs or it gets you information to dismantle the bombs too that's pretty much the plot of the game it's very light on plot but that's kind of wild the very end of the game there's this rocket like i mentioned earlier and the rocket is shooting up and as it's shooting up the timer is going down so you're going up the platforms some of the elevators feel more like Platforms than elevators. I mean, yes, the whole point is that they are motorized and they get you from one floor to the next, but they feel more like facility platforms and not like elevators, so to speak. Hmm. You know what I mean? But that's it. (laughs) Let's get into my final pick. Last track of the show. Last track. We're going to go with Blow Up, (laughs) composed by Yasuhisa Watanabe. that was my final pick for our elevator action return spotlight. That song was called blow up and it was by Yasuhisa Watanabe who composed the entire soundtrack on this wonderful game, man. I love that song. That was so very good. (laughs) I get, like, Weather Channel vibes from this.
0: You took the words out of my mouth. (laughs) I was going to say the same thing. Yeah. I really enjoyed kind of the focus on the piano on this one. I love that, Um, yeah. Yeah, because we've heard bits and pieces of piano in the other tracks, Mm. but, like, this one, it was just, like, the bass and the piano. Yeah. Like a match made in heaven.
1: Yeah, it almost, like, could have used, like, a... Like an up and down on the keyboard, like in between. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think that'd be kind of neat if they did something like that. But like, this was great. And one thing I really like about this song is that it feels the most complete out of any song we've listened to personally. Mm -hmm. It feels like a complete song that you would hear like an instrumental for in like an elevator. Get it while you're, you know, actioning and returning. So Nice, nice. Yeah, I really like this one.
0: I think we both also really liked the vocal sample that it <laughs> opened up with.
1: <laughs> oh, yeah. What was that? It sounded like he was saying, like, look at you something or other. Look at you at your job. <laughs> yeah, That's what I thought it said. Definitely not that. Look at but... you at your job. I can only think in job. Yeah. Yeah. But I like the door closing yeah, sound yeah. effect there.
0: That's pretty neat. I don't think we had any vocal samples in any of the other tracks. No, so no. this was this is kind of unique on this. Yeah. Which is which is always nice. I'm okay with that.
1: <laughs> so, I guess what we could take away from this is you should play elevator action returns mm-hmm. and now you have the ability to do it without paying a very hefty price on the Saturn. Mm-hmm. The Saturn version is Very, very, very expensive. Like hundreds of dollars for a complete (laughs) inbox copy. Dang. Yeah, and it was import only. So if you wanted to go the cheaper route, either getting it on that Taito Legends 2 compilation on various different systems. When I bought it, it was 35 bucks, complete inbox. And that was a lot back then too, for like a Mm -hmm. PS2 like compilation game. Mm -hmm. So probably just say your best bet is the Switch, PS4, Xbox One. Yeah, the re-release. The re-release, yes. It's gonna feel a bit better anyway yeah yeah and like all the additional like modes and stuff like i almost want to just go and buy it now just to like have it Mm. so that if something ever happened to my title legends 2 disc like i specifically bought that title legends 2 copy because i wanted elevator action returns right right so now i can get it on the switch probably pick it up there too yeah all right so now's the time of the episode where we pick our favorite tracks justin
0: what was your favorite track I don't know if I can pick a track, because right now I can only think in Job. <laughs> well played, sir. <laughs> also, like, Red Suit was really good. Yeah. But, you yeah, know, I, I, I can only think in Job, I think, was probably my my top top that, here. That was my pick mm-hmm.
1: up until Blow Up. That's my favorite, for sure. That's fair, yeah. That, yeah. I mean,
0: that was a really good one, too. I, I did, like, what they did with the piano and the bass there. And, so smooth. And again, just that opening tickled my fancy.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: What was your favorite track? Let us know however you want to. In the comments. Somewhere. So we'd like to take a moment to thank our Patreon patrons without whom this show's continued improvement would be impossible. They are Cam Worma, Jordan and Anson Davis, Rage Cage, Kung Fu Carlito of the Heroes 3 podcast, Scott McElhone, Chris Myers, Brad Austin, Chris Murray, Llama Adam, Marcus Stewart, Scott Brackett, nick davis and ryan mcpherson if you would like to become a patron you can sign up at patreon.com
1: forward slash xvgm radio there you can see the different tiers as well just one dollar gets you a thank you and access to our monthly live shows
0: you can visit our website xvgmradio.com, where you can listen to all the episodes and learn more about your hosts as well as any of our guests or composers that we've had on the show
1: If you'd like to reach out to us, you can always email us at xvgmradio at gmail.com. If
0: you like what you've heard, please consider giving us a review on iTunes.
1: You can join our Facebook group and chat with other VGM lovers at www.facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash xvgmradio where we talk about everything from current game news
0: to sharing awesome VGM tracks or just talking about the podcast itself. You can also find us on Twitter and Instagram. Our handle on both those sites is at XVGM Radio.
1: If you don't have any other social media or just want to try something unique, check us out on our Discord group chat. Links in the show notes. All right, Justin, in one month, we're coming back. But before we come back in one month, Mm -hmm. what
0: else do we got going on? So uh, by the time this episode comes out, we will have already just have done our may live show the so the 12th of may is the patreon live show and this month was patron picks so hopefully you got your tracks in on time Mm -hmm. and uh, we played it for you uh next month in june it will be uh patreons will be picking a theme so i I don't even know what we're going to be doing then but it, it will be determined about a week or two before yes. the actual show goes live. Indeed. So coming up at the end of this month, May the 23rd, we will be doing our XVGM vgm After Dark with a special guest, Ed Wilson from the VG Embassy. He is going to be trucking on down to my house with a record, the vinyl soundtrack for Starsky and Hutch. Which is by Tim Fallen. Yes, it is a Tim yes. Fallen soundtrack, so we are going to be listening to that. I believe he said it was a double LP, Ooh. so I could be wrong.
1: Lots of 70s funk and progressive yeah. rock-styled yeah. stuff, I'm sure. So uh, Lots of guitar going,
0: wakachuk, yeah. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah. So if you'd like to see the three of us listen to this and discuss it on Twitch, then head on over to Twitch or just take a look at the Discord. We will have an event set up in the Discord uh, that you can... Join basically, and it'll let you know when we actually start, and it'll give you the link to my Twitch. What is your Twitch? It is twitch.tv slash shock83j16. There you go. Okay.
1: But in one month, we are coming back with another episode. Episode 102.
0: Oh, yeah, that's happening. And what are we tackling? So we're going to be continuing what we started a few episodes ago in episode 99. This will be the musical history of Natsume Part 2.
1: Indeed. This is going to be a continuation of the episode 99, the musical history of Natsume Part 1. This time we're going to be diving into the tail end of the joint relationship between Natsume Inc. and Natsume USA before they turned into Natsume USA. Basically like a North American company that was pretty much exclusively putting out stuff like Harvest Moon, Mm. all the Harvest Moon games. So we'll be tackling some of those Harvest Moon games as well, sharing stories about those. And the part three will be a future episode that we'll be doing as well. And that will focus on the Atari Natsume mm-hmm. era of Natsume, which is the more recent stuff. Right, right. Yeah. So stay tuned in one month for that. This is Mike. And Justin. Signing off for XVGM Radio. Sorry, I got to sneeze. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Bless you. <laughs> <laughs> okay. What was your favorite track? Let us know, however you want to. I don't know.
0: In the comments. Somewhere. Somewhere, everywhere.
1: Forward. Everywhere, to everything out all at once.
0: Write it on my lawn. <laughs> Set it on fire. <laughs> I might do that. <laughs> I really like this track. And then, like, put. I details. Look out my window one day, and I see the words blow up in flames <laughs> in my on my lawn. Like, what the all whoops, right. <laughs> rut row.